Hello, and thanks for joining us for episode nine of Married Well, the podcast. Welcome to Married Well, the podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Creek. As a practicing therapist and marriage counselor, I help modern couples rebalance their relationship. In this show, we explore the real issues faced by couples today and share the best strategies for making marriage work. Are you frustrated with your marriage, disappointed with the reality of your relationship, or are you just struggling to make it all work? You're not alone and you're in the right place. This is your source for real advice for real couples who want to stay married well. Guilt. Guilt is a universal emotion. We all feel guilt. I felt guilt. You felt guilt. Every parent I know has felt guilt. And it doesn't matter if it's mom guilt or marriage guilt or work guilt. There's a pretty good chance that guilt and what we do to avoid it is running your life. And when guilt becomes overwhelming, it can also ruin your marriage. And that's what I want to talk about today. On today's episode, we're going to talk about guilt. We're going to discuss how guilt is impacting your life, why it might be ruining your marriage, and what you can do about it. So I took last Saturday off, not from work, but from my family. And I must admit, I feel a little uncomfortable talking about this on this pod, recording this and saying it out loud, but I really, really needed a day off, not from work, but from parenting. And I feel guilty even as I'm saying this right now. And even though I really needed that day to myself to rest and recover and to be my best self, I still feel bad that I took it. I woke up on Saturday morning and I was absolutely exhausted. I felt a little sick, but mostly I was just tired and overwhelmed. I've been working really hard lately. This is the first couple of weeks of summer. We went on a little trip and I was just burned out. My husband took one look at me over breakfast and he realized that I needed to take a day off. So my husband, he was a real gem and he offered to spend a day with the kids, to take them to the park, to have a picnic lunch and to basically do all of the parenting so that I could rest and relax for a few hours. And even though my husband offered unprompted to give me this day of rest, I still felt guilty taking him up on his offer. I felt guilty saying yes and taking what I need. And I feel silly saying this because I know, I knew in that moment, my kids were going to have a great day. They're going to have a super fun day with their dad. Dad always takes them out for ice cream. So they were going to have this awesome day. They were still going to spend the evening with me. I knew that my husband, he wasn't resentful. He wasn't frustrated. He made the offer. I logically knew all of these things were true. I knew that this was a good idea. I knew that I needed it, but I still felt bad. I had mom guilt and I had marriage guilt. And maybe this is a feeling that you can relate to. I know almost all of the moms I talk to have experienced some level of mom guilt before. 
that's the sensation we get when we feel like we are supposed to be doing something different with our kids than what we're actually doing. When I tell myself, oh, I really should be spending Saturday with my kids and I feel guilty, I'm having some mom guilt. And like I mentioned at the top of this podcast, guilt is a universal emotion. We all feel guilt. And as I was feeling a little guilty this Saturday, I decided that that's what I want to talk about on today's pod time and time again. This is a topic that comes up with the couples that I work with. If you've listened to my pod before, or you follow me on social media, you probably know by now that I'm a practicing therapist and I have spent the last 15 years helping couples rebalance and reconnect in their relationships. And one of the things that inevitably we talk about is how to ask for what you need, how to take what you need when it's offered and what to do with the guilt that comes up when you feel bad about needing and wanting more. This comes up time and time again in the couples that I work with in the relationships that I work with, because Guilt, again, it's this universal emotion. We all feel it and it gets in the way for all of us. And I have found that the couples that I work with kind of fall into two categories around guilt. Either they feel so guilty. And when I say they, I'm going to be honest, it's often mom, it's often the wife, but either one person feels so guilty that they never ask for what they need, that they never put themselves first, that they feel really burned out and resentful, or, and sometimes this happens, they feel resentful when their partners ask for what they need because their own needs are unmet. So this happens a lot with the couples that I work with. We struggle to find balance, to kind of lower the stress, to make things feel really even in their partnership. and. Oftentimes one person struggles to ask for what they need. And that person also tends to feel really frustrated or really upset when their partner does ask for what they need because they don't feel like it's fair. Right. And so this is a huge tension that couples have to work through if they want to rebalance and reconnect. And one thing that I say upfront loud and clear is that it is not selfish to ask for what you need. And if you feel like your marriage is unbalanced, you're probably not asking for what you need and you're probably not getting those needs met. Again, it is not selfish to ask for what you need. And this is a topic that you really can talk to your partner about, and you really can negotiate and find a balance so that you both get your needs met without the guilt. Bottom line. If you feel guilty for asking for what you need, if you tell yourself that it's selfish to ask for what you need, there's a pretty good chance that that feeling of guilt is shaping and changing how you interact in your marriage and how you interact with your partner. So we need to tackle guilt. Let's start by talking about guilt. What is guilt? At its core, guilt is simply an emotional state that we experience when we feel like we have done something wrong. Like any other emotion, 
guilt is a sensation in the body that is telling us something about either the outside world or what's happening inside of us, right? Guilt is just a piece of information. And guilt is kind of this sensation that feels like a cross between embarrassment and shame. And it comes up when we really feel like we have broken our own rules. Guilt is what's called a social emotion, right? Which means that we have it for a reason. We have the experience of guilt because guilt can act like your moral compass. Guilt can help you stay kind. It can help you live your values. When we feel guilty, we know that something is happening, something that we really need to pay attention to. And there are all sorts of different types of guilt. Mom guilt is a type of guilt that we talk about a lot. I feel like more and more moms are talking about mom guilt. Mom guilt is that sensation of guilt we feel when we feel like we have broken some unstated rule around parenting and being a good mom, right? So when I don't spend Saturday with my kids and I feel like I should have spent the weekend giving my kids a ton of attention. And I feel like I have broken the rule that says good moms spend the weekend with their kids. I will feel guilty. That is mom guilt. Mom guilt can come up in so many different ways. Mom guilt can come up when we feel like we should do more with our kids or when we feel like, Ooh, you know, I, I shouldn't have sent my kids to bed without giving them dessert. Right. Mom guilt is built around this whole list of shoulds and shouldn'ts that we believe about what it means to be a good parent and a good mom. So mom guilt, that's a really common type of guilt. Marriage guilt is another really common type of guilt that unfortunately I feel like we don't talk as much about. Marriage guilt comes up when we feel like we have broken, again, we have broken some rule around what it means to be a good partner, a good wife, a good spouse. So For example, on Saturday, when my husband offered to take over parenting for the day so I could have a day off, I felt guilty because I felt like, oh, you know, I should show up for my partner by taking care of the kids. I had broken this unstated rule that I had in my head about what it meant to be a good partner to my husband. So I felt some marriage guilt around not showing up in the way that I thought I should show up in our marriage, marriage guilt that happens all the time. Marriage guilt is something that can cause us to put ourselves and our needs on the lowest list, right? So if I feel like I need to do certain things or to be a certain way, to be a good partner, and I feel like I need to always put my partner first, there's a pretty good chance that I'm going to feel really selfish if I put myself first or if I make myself a priority. And marriage guilt can often get in the way of self-care, right? So mom guilt and marriage guilt, when you put those together, it can really get in the way of asking for what you need. So marriage guilt, that's another kind of guilt, but I really want to also highlight that there are for better or for worse, there are hundreds, even thousands of different types of guilt. Work guilt is a real thing. That is the feeling that comes up when we feel like we're not being a really good employee or perhaps a really good business owner, that we're not living up to our professional standards and the achievements that we want to make. Work guilt comes up time and time again. 
family guilt can come up, right? When you, when you wonder, Oh, am I being a good daughter? Am I being a good daughter-in-law? Am I being a good son? All the guilt that comes up when we have to tell our family members no, or when we decide that we need to do something else and they can't be a priority. So that's this other type of guilt too. And I want you to just think about all the different types of guilt in your life. I'm sure that there's parent guilt, probably some marriage guilt, definitely work guilt. There's not a single working parent that I've talked to that doesn't have some degree of work guilt and maybe even some family guilt thrown in. So there's all these different types of guilt that we build our lives around. Because again, guilt, it's just an emotional state, but it is what we also call an aversive emotion, meaning it doesn't feel very good. We don't like it. And like any other aversive emotion, like shame or embarrassment, as human beings, we try to do our absolute best to avoid it. And so this attempt to avoid guilt might make me say yes to, I don't know, to baking cupcakes for the bake sale when I really need to say no. So guilt and the attempts that we take to avoid guilt can really just shape our behavior, shape our choices in our lives. And I want to highlight this because in and of itself, guilt is like any other emotion. It is neither good nor bad. It's aversive, meaning we don't like feeling it, but in and of itself, it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a piece of information, right? It's, it's a piece of information telling us something about the choices that we have to make. And there are all sorts of different versions of guilt, but there are two versions that I want to talk about today just to bring to mind. There is natural and remorseful guilt, and then there's free floating and toxic guilt. When we're talking about guilt today, we're really talking about natural or remorseful guilt. And this is the type of guilt that comes up when we feel remorseful or regretful about a certain choice or maybe a behavior that we've had. Natural remorseful guilt tends to be very specific. So for example, I might feel guilty around taking a Saturday away from my family, right? That's remorseful guilt. It's specific. It's around a specific choice. And even though it makes me feel bad, I don't feel bad about myself as a person. Then there is toxic and free floating guilt. That's the guilt that makes us feel bad about who we are as people. So it's not just about my choices or my behavior. When I start to feel guilty about who I am as a person, then I know I've started to experience some really toxic guilt in my life. And that's the guilt that we want to shy away from, that we want to really notice and that we want to kind of react to and push against that toxic guilt, but natural remorseful guilt just tells us something about our choices. And something I do want to acknowledge when natural remorseful guilt is taking over your life and it is taking over every choice you make, it can pretty easily turn into that toxic guilt. So if you're noticing that, please pay attention to it. But I wanted to 
talk about the differences between these two types of guilt, because when we're experiencing natural or remorseful guilt, that type of guilt that has to do with a specific choice or a specific behavior, it is giving us information about our internal worlds (laughs) at that moment. And that can be really valuable information because when we feel guilty, what our brains, what our emotions are telling us is that we are breaking some sort of unspoken, unstated rule that we have for ourselves, right? That we have gone against this running list of should and shouldn't do. And we've broken that, right? We have done something different than what we tell ourselves that we should do, or that we're supposed to do. That is what that natural remorseful guilt tells us is that, okay, we've broken some sort of rule, right? Again, kind of going back to this idea of mom guilt. When I break the rules that I've told myself around what it means to be a good mom, I'm going to feel kind of guilty. So guilt is really just this like flashing signal that says, okay, something is happening. I have a set of rules or a set of thoughts and beliefs, and I'm going against those thoughts and beliefs. Most of us have been trained to automatically interpret this sensation of guilt to mean that we have done something wrong, right? That's kind of the go-to. When I feel guilty, I tell myself, oh man, that means I must have done something wrong. But I want to encourage you to challenge that. And I want to encourage you to think of guilt in a different way. Instead of thinking of guilt as an indication or a signal that you are doing something wrong and that you need to change, I want you to think of guilt as simply a piece of information. And oftentimes what this piece of information is telling you is that you are living with a competing set of priorities and values. Remember going back to that list of rules, we all have hundreds, if not thousands of unspoken unconscious rules that we live our lives by. And for most people, when we feel guilt, what it's actually telling us is that we have competing sets of rules. So for example, I have an unspoken set of rules around what it means to be a good mom, but I also have an unspoken set of rules around what it means to be a good business owner. And in my profession, you know, a good therapist. So I've got these competing sets of rules and sometimes they clash. So when I have to cancel or reschedule with my clients, because I really want to attend my kindergartner school play, I'm probably going to feel guilt. And that guilt does not mean that I'm doing anything wrong. I promise you, I am so happy and so privileged to be able to see my kiddos play. I'm not doing anything wrong. What I'm actually doing is I'm weighing my priorities and my values against each other. And one of them has to win out. And that's how I want you to rethink the concept of guilt. Instead of looking at guilt as this awful painful emotion that you have to avoid at all costs, or this awful, painful emotion that is telling you that you are bad or that you have done something wrong. I want you to think about guilt as this piece of information that's telling you something about your values and your priorities. And that's not a bad thing. We can actually use guilt 
to tell us about ourselves and the world around us. When you start to think of guilt as this piece of information, it can become this pretty cool tool that you can use to to check yourself, (laughs) to check your values and to understand yourself and your partner even better. And again, like I mentioned earlier, guilt is considered a social emotion. It does act as our moral compass. So guilt can be incredibly useful when it is telling us that we are going against our values. So if my value is family and I find myself spending 24 seven at work and I feel guilty, guilt is kind of acting as a check on how I'm living my life, right? So guilt is not a bad thing. It is incredibly useful. And like I mentioned earlier, it is also incredibly useful because it tells us a lot about our values and our priorities, right? Going back to this idea of rules, every single one of us has this incredibly long list of beliefs and rules that we live our lives by. Hopefully when everything is going well, those rules and those beliefs serve you. But if you find yourself plagued by constant guilt and insecurity, there's a pretty good chance that those rules that you have aren't working for you. And we need to take a step back and we have to examine them. So I want you to stop for a second and just imagine what it would feel like if you could live a life that was not ruled by guilt. If guilt didn't run you ragged, (laughs) if it didn't shape your decisions, and if it didn't create a barrier for asking for what you need, what would it feel like if you could have a calm, kind conversation with your partner about what you need? What would it feel like if you could ask for what you need and take what you need when it's offered? Think about that sense of ease that would come into your life. And just imagine how much simpler it would be when you're trying to find balance with your partner, when you and your partner are negotiating this whole huge list of to-dos, juggling the kids and juggling work and juggling home. Think about the ease you could have if there wasn't any guilt attached to saying no. If there wasn't any guilt attached to saying yes, right? If your friends are inviting you out and you need a day off, just think about that for a second. The good news is that you can feel that sense of ease. You can get rid of the guilt and you can change the way that you look at guilt so that it doesn't run your life anymore. So that guilt doesn't make you say yes when you really want to say no or no when you really need to say yes. You can shift the way you experience guilt and the role that guilt plays in your life. And one of the first things that I encourage couples to do is to quite simply start talking about it. Start talking about guilt. This should not be a taboo topic. We all feel guilt. And again, it's not because we've done something wrong. It's because we have competing values and competing priorities. And that's why I want to encourage you to talk about those values and those priorities with your partner. And this is a really neat opportunity because not only do you have a chance to let your partner into your mind and your world and how your emotions work, but you also get a window into theirs. And when you start sharing your thoughts and your beliefs, 
most couples find that they create the shared set of values and priorities. So it's no longer one person having to make every decision about what's important and who needs to come first and what needs to get done when all of a sudden you're making decisions together because you both have the same values and priorities in life. And at minimum, you've talked about it and you know why these values and priorities are important to each other. So when you get a chance to talk about it with your partner, you really start to realize that you are not selfish and they're not selfish, right? It's this whole different way of looking at things. And it really does lighten the mental load again, because it's not up to you to make all the right choices to follow all of the rules. This becomes a joint effort and something you can do together. And again, like I mentioned earlier, talking about these feelings, talking about these beliefs really gives you insight into each other's worlds and it deepens your friendship. And again, that is something that comes up time and time again with the couples that I work with. We all want a deep friendship with our partners. Friendship is the foundation of any relationship and knowing your partner, understanding them and feeling understood by them. That's the key to intimacy and friendship. So being able to talk about this deepens your friendship and bonus. When you start talking to your partner about these feelings of guilt, where they come from and what your values are, it creates more space to start to ask for what you need because you've already cracked open the conversation and you can really start to talk about what you need and why and how your partner can give it to you. So again, I always encourage couples to just start talking, start talking about these things because it will change how you feel and it will reshape how you look at guilt in your marriage and in your relationship. If Throughout this conversation, you have noticed that guilt really does play a big role in your life and you would like to commit to getting rid of the guilt or at least making it more helpful. I have a tip for you. If you want to get rid of the guilt, my top tip is to make a list of your values and priorities for yourself and your marriage. Actually make a list, write them down, list all of the things that matter to you and why they matter. Write that list out. Don't forget to talk about your why. And when you're ready, share that list with your partner. When you're making that list of values and your priorities, it's going to give you some insight into why you might have guilt in your life and where you could make different choices to alleviate the guilt. The cool thing about making that list is that it's also going to give you insight into another list that I'm going to ask you to make. This is your list of rules or your list of shoulds. And this is a list of all the things that you tell yourself that you should do to, to be a good mom, to be a good employee, to be a good partner. I'm going to ask you to start to notice those shoulds as they come up over and over in your life and evaluate that list of shoulds against your true priorities and your true values. And I promise you that you are going to notice some tension there. You are going to notice some ways that they contradict each other. And this gives you the opportunity to take that list of shoulds, that list of arbitrary rules and ditch the rules that no longer serve you, right? So let's say you have a rule that says a good mom should be with their kids 24 seven but you also have a value 
around being there for your partner or teaching your kids independence or taking care of yourself and finding ways to achieve your own accomplishments, right? That rule that says you need to be around your kids 24 seven, it's just not going to fly. It's not going to work. So when you compare the two, you can give yourself permission to ditch the rules that no longer work for your life. So again, my top tip, make a list, make a list of your values and priorities and why they're so important. And then make a second list of all the shoulds you have in your life, all the rules you tell yourself that you live your life by and all the rules that you will feel guilty if you break and compare those two lists and where it's appropriate, ditch the rules that no longer serve you. This is also just a really cool activity that you can do with your partner. Sit down on a, I don't know, on a weeknight, don't take a Friday night, but sit down on a weeknight and make these lists and really talk about them. Talk about where they come from, why you feel that way and make a commitment to ditch the rules that are no longer helpful for you. Because when you ditch those unhelpful rules, you're going to ditch the guilt. So I hope you found this podcast helpful today for more tips and tricks on how to build a better, more balanced partnership and how to get rid of the guilt. Follow me on Instagram and don't forget to join the waitlist for my upcoming workshop series for an opportunity to level up your relationship live and in real time. I'm super excited about this. So head on over to marriedwell.co slash waitlist and stay tuned for more details. The link's going to be in the show notes and I cannot wait to see you there. Thanks for listening to Married Well, the podcast. Have a comment or a topic you'd like me to cover? I'd love to hear from you over on Instagram at married.well. Show notes and resources can be found at marriedwell.co. Special thanks to Emily Harding for producing this episode. Ready to level up your relationship? Start with my free quiz at marriedwell.co slash quiz and get a tailored to you strategy to overcome your biggest relationship roadblocks. Remember, relationships don't have to be this hard. You can be married well. See you next time.